0: sharing this week i'll be sharing next sunday so Here you go, Thank you, good morning everybody good morning. continuing with the wise of life so as you can see on your bulletin today we're going to look at why is the broad road seemingly so easy why is it just so easy to just go that path when we know which is right It just seems so natural. It just seems so convenient. It just seems so, well, it's here. Why don't we? Why is the broad road seemingly just so easy to take? We're going to answer that today. So Joshua had three objectives. That was very good. I have one objective. (laughs) That we would receive truth. That's all. Every time to stand here, Jesus is the truth. So in accepting truth, we accept in Jesus his ways, his kingdom, his way of being right. So that's what we're going to look at today. Have you ever heard or asked yourself, do you sin because you're a sinner or you're a sinner because you sin? I'll say that again. Do you sin because you are a sinner or are you a sinner because you sin? Have you ever thought of that? I see eyes going like what in the world? (laughs) It's not a riddle. didn't say the same thing. Do you sin? Do I sin? Do we sin because we are sinners? Or are we sinners because we sin? And when we can answer this and get the truth behind this, we can see the grace of God and how the enemy has made us feel bad and and put condemnation on us when that is not the will of God. See, I'm not a sinner because I sin, I sin because I am a sinner. I, I couldn't help sinning, it was my nature. That's just when I came out, that's who I was. So God knew that. So you don't have to feel guilty and condemned the whole time for doing that. There comes a time where you give your life to Lord and that changes. Now your sin nature goes away. But we're still in the world, so that's still trying to get you. So you still now, the only difference is I have a choice to sin, where before I didn't have a choice. It just came naturally. And too many people are still just living naturally when we have a choice in front of us every day. I don't have to teach my child to be bad. He's just good at it. He's natural with it. (laughs) I don't have to teach him to hold on to his toys and not to share. I have to teach him. Listen here. This is what we do. We share. Because sharing doesn't come natural. It's in him. This is mine. You touch that truck. I'll show you. That's just inbred into man. Because it's when we came out, when we were born, that is what we were born into. So God knows that. God understands that. God doesn't hold that against us. That's why Jesus was slain even before the foundation of the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we have Mr. Puccio, please? Romans five twelve. Let's look at some verses. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and this death spread to all men, because all have sinned. So all men, anyone, man, woman, child, when you were born, that was what you were born into. You were born into that. That is the way you came out. That was the way you were manufactured. Not God's will, not God's purpose, but that was just what happened after Adam gave his dominion and authority to the enemy. Now we come out and and sin is in us. We're born into sin. So, like I say, children just automatically... They sin, they do bad, why? Because that's just in them, it's inherent for them, it's natural to them. First Corinthians 15, 45, and so it is written, the first Adam became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. We want to come back to that life-giving spirit, but Adam became a living being, spirit, soul, body. He became living, alive. God breathed into him, into his nostrils, the breath of life, and Adam became alive. So he's now a living being. And in the garden, things are amazing. Like we said last week, he's naming all the animals. He's tending, he's keeping the garden. How amazing is this man? He's doing everything that God tells him to do. There's covenant between man and God he's not scared he's not afraid I mean how powerful and almighty is God and Adam is his boy he's his son and he's walking and he's talking and he's just doing what his daddy told him to do and there's that relationship and the garden is just great until where God says do not eat of that fruit because as soon as you eat of that a part of you is going to die You will not be the same. Things will not be the same. And now what happens is a part of Adam dies. And that is the part that you and I were born into. We were born into this world with a part of us that was in communion with God all the time before they ate the fruit. That is not there anymore. So now what is natural to man is not what God intended for man to have as his natural inherited way of doing things and being alive. We see in the God, and as soon as this happens, the glory that covered them is gone. They realize they're naked. Adam is running away from God. This is now what becomes natural to man. So when we look at other people who are not saved yet, and they're running from God, because you and I don't do that anymore because we saved, right? Amen. We run to God. We don't run from him. Never, ever do we run away from him, no matter what we've done. We always run to him because he is the answer. He is our daddy. But now we see what man has inherited. Man runs away from God. God comes in the garden. It's the same voice where God used to speak. Faith came and they came and they spoke to God. Now fear comes for the same voice when they hear it. And they're running away from God. So man's nature is to hide from God man's nature is to run away from God to not get into his presence and now we see man's actions after he eats the fruit God speaks to man why did you do this and man says well you gave me that woman don't even look at me and this is what man does it's so difficult for us to look at someone and say, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. That's on me. I should not have done that. You are right and I am. it's not in our nature to do that. So when someone comes and they say, you know what? You said that you did this. What do we immediately do? Well, wow. it's because. And that's not what God wants us to do. And every single day we have a choice to stand back, to take what people say to us into the secret place and say, Lord, is there there truth to what they're saying? Am I mean? Do I get offended easy? Am I always lifting myself up? Am I always putting other people down? Is is there truth to that? And then in the quietness say, forgive me. I'm running to you with this issue because it's not of you. And I'm going to get rid of this because this is not how you work. We hear so often, we talk about, it's just human nature. And you know what? You and I are reborn. We're not just human anymore. We do not have just a human nature anymore. So we should not be acting out like just mere humans. Because we have been recreated from the inside out. And now that becomes a choice. But so many times when people say something or Holy Spirit even shines his light on, what do we do? Run, hide. Well, it's my wife's fault. She didn't. It's this one's fault. It's a child. Instead of just running to God and say, yes, that's me. I'm wrong. I repent. I'm sorry. He's not going to get bent out of shape. He's not going to get angry. He's not going to punish. His wrath is, it's not there. It's done. It's taken care of. He's going to say, okay, that's great. Let's not do that, and this is the path that we have. But for man, it's just so easy because that is what we are used to. And today, how many songs, I don't know, we sang about the soul? Your will, your thoughts, your emotions. So many people are so wounded in their souls, and offense just comes just naturally. Bitterness, anger, putting other people down, raising yourself up. That's not the way the kingdom works. And now God speaks and he gives us an opportunity now that we are reborn to not act out to just do what is so easy. To not just take the easy path that so many people are on and do what is right. Because man was born into that dead part of Adam. That's what happens to us. Matthew 7 verse 13 to 14. Enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Thanks for the water, Jay. Growing up, this verse scared me spitless. They had pictures in churches depicting this verse, and there would be people walking, and on this picture, you'd see people smiling, having fun, and their path led to fire. People were burning in fire, screaming out, but it was too late. They were on the broad path, and then you'd see alcohol bottles, and you'd see money, you know, things like that, and and, and th- this path led to hell, and people were in this picture, in the fire, you know, under the ground, and and you'd walk into church and see that, and I knew that I was on the wrong path. I knew it, and, and I didn't know how to get to the other path. And then it had this verse, and this verse was just so scary. Because, I mean, those people's faces are torment in hell, just screaming out. And it just looked like they just had fun. It did, doesn't say that they did anything wrong. They just, you know, they had money, and they had, you know, a couple of things that they did wrong. And it was just so scary funny, I didn't see people with tattoos and motorbikes on there, that was, maybe if I go back now, they would have an updated version, you know, so, 1980, this is what people look like who went to hell, 1990, And now in 2010, this is what it looks like, so, but this verse was very, very scary. And then the more I started searching out the word for myself and what the Bible says. Because you see, if God is love, which he is, that means his word is love. And there's no fear in love. In other words, when you read a scripture and there's fear in that scripture, you're reading it wrong. You're listening to the wrong explanation of that verse. Because perfect love casts out fear. So, when you read this verse and there's fear because you're on the wrong path, and man, life is so easy and the narrow way is so difficult, and and you feel bad and condemned and scared, that's not God. That's not reading His word for how love put that word there for you to read. If there's darkness, if there's condemnation, we're listening to the wrong explanation. You know, some Bibles at the bottom have, they, they explain to you what a verse means. And if your explanation of a verse brings fear, it's not of him. So when you read a verse, and I started doing this, and I started hearing love instead of condemnation and fear, this verse just started opening up to me. And Holy Spirit just started showing me really what this verse is talking about, is talking about our souls, the narrow and the broad. Because it's so difficult for nature, natural man, to Admit that, yes, I am wrong. It's just, it's, it's not natural for us. We were born that way. So now we have to fight against that, against always protecting, always being right, always guarding ourselves. And that's not the way of the kingdom. So these are the two paths. Let's just read that verse again. I mean, it's so, enter by the narrow gate, For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go on it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. So really this verse is talking about what Paul writes about in Romans 12. And we've done this so many times. Do the world. But renew your mind. So that you can prove the good, the perfect, acceptable will of the Lord. That's what this is talking about. The Broadway. Everyone's doing it. Why can't I? It's okay in the world. Everyone is naming it this. Why can't I? But God doesn't name it that. God says, uh, you know marriage is? Is this battery going out or what? God says, this is what marriage is. And now man puts a little thing behind it. And they say, well, we just believe in lifestyle there's nothing alternative God loves everyone but there's a way that is right according to what he says is right and wrong but because so many of people are doing it and and if you don't believe and don't do it you hate everyone and you so bad and that's not the way of the world I mean that's the way of the world not the way of God So broad is this way, and we have to find the narrow way, which is right in God's eyes, and do that. And that has to do with renewing our minds to what the Word says is right and choosing that and walking in that. And very few find that path, the way which is right in God's eyes. I remember in Taiwan one day, I had a very bad day. I was very irritated with my students. I did wrong. I was angry, and I went home. Man and just got before the Lord. I was so disappointed in myself for just being a terrible teacher that day. And the next day when I got to school, I remember saying to other teachers there, "If they had a camera in the classroom, I would be fired yesterday." That's how bad I was. I just did not do a thank you so much. I just did not do a good job. I wasn't loved yesterday. If they if there were a camera there, I would. And they just laughed and they said, oh, No one would have a job if they had cameras in the classroom." That's the great thing about the school. There are no cameras. (laughs) It's funny, but that hurt my heart because broad is the way. Broad is the way. And Holy Spirit took his light and shone it on me and said, "That's, that's not the way you act as my son. And I was like, I've got to change this. And I was sharing my heart with others. And they were like, no, this path that we're on, it's easy. Just continue down that path. Because everyone in this school is on that path. Don't you go and choose a different one. Don't be different. Just take this broad and narrow. It's easy. But the word says, they, few find it. When you find something, it implies that you're looking for a different way. Yes. You're not just on the easy path, going out, doing what's easy. You're actually looking for a different way to what the world is doing. How hard are we looking to be different than the world and to be on that narrow, narrow, narrow road where we say, no, 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 soul, you will not think like this and this. This is what the word says. This is what you and I are going to do. So broad is the way and many are honored. Um, Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25, we're going to read here. Jesus speaking, Jesus says to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We can quote that verse. We know it. We've heard it so many times. But do we really, really, because that human thing, deny yourself, how easy is it really for us to deny ourselves, to place others higher than ourselves? To say what you know, y- you and what you think is more important than me and my ways. That's why so many marriages do not work, because the spouse refuses to deny themselves. It's about me. What can I get? I am in this. what can you do for me? That, that's not why you're there in a marriage. It's, I'm here, what can I do for you? How can I make your life better? Deny yourself, that's what Jesus says. But in this verse, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Man, this is powerful stuff. This is, this is so rich in revelation. Jesus is asking you and I, do you want to have a good life? Do you want to, to keep your life that sucks? That doesn't work out. There's always problems, always things going wrong. Do you want to give that up? And do you want to have my life? Because if you want my life, then you've got to do things my way. And this is what my way looks like. And this is what my life can do for you. But look at this. This is so amazing, reading this. That word life, Jesus says, whoever desires to save his life, is the Strong's word, it's 5590, Greek, psuche. You know what that word means? Soul. Soul. Your will, your thoughts, and emotions. If you want to save your life, Jesus says, you have to lose your soul. Your will, your thoughts, your emotions. And only then, after you've done that, can you have my life, But if you want to keep your soul, if you want to keep your thoughts, keep your will, keep your emotions, you will lose your soul and and nothing is going to work out for you. Jesus equates how our lives are going to how we allow Holy Spirit to renew our minds. That is powerful. Jesus equates our lives to the way your and my soul is working. Is that not amazing? That's phenomenal. That's why John writes, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's why David says, soul, like we did today, we sang that today, you will, you will praise the Lord. Because there's so many things to look around and see and like, oh my goodness, this is bad. No, 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 soul, you will praise the Lord. Speak to your own soul. And Jesus says, if you want to keep and save and have my life, get rid of your soul. Get rid of your life, your way of doing things, the natural man's way of thinking and doing. And take upon yourself my life, my soul, the way I think about things, the way I feel, the way I say. That's so important. Our life, Jesus says, what comes out of our soul. What does the soul mean? The soul is the seat of the feelings. The soul in this verse means the seat of your feelings. How do you feel? Do you feel what the word tells you to feel like? Or do you feel like what's happening in the world? How do you feel? Because the seat... Whatever sits in your soul as the king of your feelings, that's going to depend on whether you have the life of Christ or the life of the world. This is so powerful, people. How many times have you heard people say, well, I, I just don't feel like God loves me. You see, you're choosing to keep your own life which is broken, which is messed up, and you keeping your feelings sitting on the throne of your feelings and saying, well, the truth is God is love. He died for me. In this, the love of God was made man. I choose to put my feelings above that, and that's going to rule and reign in my soul, and I just feel like God does not love me. And Jesus says, if you can't lose that, you will lose your life. It also means our desires. It's the same word. That soul, life, means what sits on the throne of your feelings, our desires. What do we desire? Do we truly desire God's way? Do we truly desire God's life? No matter how hard, no matter how difficult it is to do the right thing. And many, many times doing the right thing is not easy. That's why this path is so broad that many people are on because we just don't want to do what is right. We don't want to stand up and face the music. And that's wrong because Jesus says, if you keep that the way you feel, if you keep the way you think, what you desire above what the word says is right, you're going to lose everything. It's not worth it. And now through the word, we have a choice to live his life to take our seat of emotions and feelings and put it down and say, I raise the word, what the word says about what God says about me to be right. You know what? I've had the worst week. Things are going so bad. It just feels like, man, but God, your word says that you love me. And I believe your word. I can't see it. I can't feel it. But I decree, soul, you are loved. That's now replacing Your way of thinking and your way of doing things with his. And now when we do that, his life will now come on the inside of us and take its place on the throne of our feelings, our emotions, our desires. And now life will change. And it doesn't matter how bad things are. When he is sitting on the throne of our hearts, we can go through anything and we will still have the victory in Christ Jesus. That word also means your affections. What do you like? What do you, what, do you, what do you like doing? Do you like helping people? Your affection, your heart goes towards what? Doing what is wrong? Turning a blind eye to things that should be helped out with? Or what is your affection drawn to? To go out and help people? To see things that they're doing which is wrong and go and speak the truth in love? Or is it just easier to just sit back and keep quiet and just, uh, I'm not going to speak into that because we're afraid. That's saving our own lives, which we will lose if we do that. So we read in the same verse there, it says two times it talks about the way. Broad is the way, narrow is the way. Proverbs fourteen twelve says, there is a way. That seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So there's a a way that seems right, it looks right, it feels right, but it's not right. There's a way that just by looking, by being drawn to it, by seeing everyone else doing it, it seems this is good, but it's not good. In other words, that way is A lie. And so many people are walking out the lie and they're not in the truth. So Jesus says, He says, if you want to keep life, if you want to have life, you must look for and find that way which is right. Because this path looks good, but it's not good. And so many people are on that path. But for something to be a lie, there has to be a truth on the other side or on the flip side of the lie. Something can't have power as a lie if there isn't a truth to that. So this path of looking and seeming right, but which is a lie, which is wrong, can't really be true if there isn't a good way, a perfect way. Let me explain like this. Something has to be true for a lie to be able to carry weight. If I go to Walmart and I have a fake $20 bill and I go to a lady who's, oh man, they're brand new at this job, they don't know, and I, I slip them that fake 20 and they put it in a till and they, they don't realize it's fake and I pay for my stuff and I walk out. I've tricked them with a fake $20 bill. Now if I take a fake $17 bill, and I go to the same lady, the same till, the same shop, and I take the fake $17 bill, and I give her the fake $17 bill, you know what she's going to say? <sighs> Who are you trying to fool? Well, I just fooled you with a 20 <laughs> Why? Because there is a real $20 bill. But because there's not a real $17 bill, that lie can carry no weight. Something has to be true for a lie to be able to confuse and grab people. This is so, it was not today's teaching, but speaking in tongues, there has to be something true about tongues if the enemy is trying to stop people from doing that. That's another word though, that's another day. So that path which seems right but is wrong can only get so many people on it and carry so much weight because there is a right way. And few people find that way because of the soul realm. Don't want to change what our feelings are to, to do and feel what the word says is right. Jesus continues and he says in verse 26 and 27 on the same part there he says, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Now when we read works, we think about works of how did you do as your profession as your work, your job, your your call in life. Now that is true, but before we even get to that, let's look at this verse again, because we can't just take that out without putting it in context of the verse. In this context of this very passage, our works are as follows. Number one, deny yourself. There's work number one. How well are we doing that job? How well are we denying ourselves? Job number one. Can you honest to God say that? When I put my head on the pillow at night and I say, man, today I really, I did deny myself. I put other people before me. I put his kingdom at the highest level of reality. And the next day when you wake up, I'm going to do exactly the same. My first job today is to deny myself and follow him. That's job number one, deny yourself. Job number two, pick up your cross. These are all verbs. Deny, take, all of these are verbs. That means it's a doing, it's an action, it's something that we have to partake in and do ourselves. How well are we taking and picking up our cross? That's job number two. The third job in this verse, follow me. How well are we following him? Remember last week? Come to me, all you are heavy laden and burdened. You come to him on his terms, not on yours. I go to him on his terms, what he says is right, and I follow what he says is right. That's job number three. So the better we do job number one, denying ourselves the better we pick up our cross and the better we follow him. Now our work as a teacher, as a musician, as a doctor, as a lawyer, as a whatever is, now our jobs and our callings in life will start working out because we've done the first three works before we even get to our calling. Because it's all about him. It's not me and my calling. It's about denying myself and following him. Everything I do is because of him. But when that soul comes knocking and the enemy says, don't do that, don't do that, Jesus says, that's the way of the world. And if you keep on doing that, you're going to lose your whole life. It's not worth it. So if you want to have an amazing life, the life that I did, the, the, the revelation and the, the time that Jesus spent with Abba Father, if you want that kind of relationship with Father... You have to do these three things before you even look at your calling, because before you can walk in your calling, you have to hear from Him how to follow Him. Do you follow Him as a doctor? Do you follow Him as a lawyer? Do you follow? And too many people are not doing those three things, and now they're lacking out because that's not what Jesus told us to do. So those first three things are the most important before we even look at our calling life. Romans eight six will end with this. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Who does not want life and peace? Who does not, in this world of turmoil, who does not want to lie down at the end of a day and just say, wow, what an amazing day. Thank you, Jesus. That was phenomenal. Who does not want? We all want that. That is what is on the inside of us. But to be carnally minded, we'll look at that word carnal now, means to think in a soulish realm as a natural man. In other words, not denying yourself, not picking up your cross, not following him. That's carnally minded. What is carnally minded? It just means a mindset that goes against what God says is right. You see, when we think of carnal... We think of someone stealing and robbing and cheating and doing all of these things. But people sit in church while the minister's speaking and they have a carnal mindset. While sitting in church. All carnal means is just the mindset that opposes what God says is right. So it's not easy to see while people are sitting in church the carnal mindset. But you can be sitting here thinking about something that has nothing to do with the message. It's out there. That's a carnal mindset. This word carnal... Look what it means. It means the flesh. Thinking in a flesh way. It denotes mere human nature. Yes. To be carnally minded. To be thinking like a natural man. Because we are not natural. We are so born again. We are so filled with God. We are new creatures. The old have passed the Way all things have become you. That's who we are. How can we still think like mere human nature beings? But that's carnality. Okay. The verse goes on and says that's enmity against God. It means the earthly nature of man, apart from divine influence. The earthly nature of man, just to do what comes natural to mere unborn men. Just take the easy way out. Just do what comes naturally. We can't do that. The word is now our nature. We are new. This is what is right. This is what we lean to. This is what we go after. And the last one here, it says, and therefore is prone to sin and is opposed to God. The carnal mind. So on that broad road, the only way it's broad and easy And so many people are on it is just because they refuse to renew the mind. They refuse to make their souls what God says your soul should be full. Paul writes in the Bible, he says, do not think upon these things. What do people do? Man, I'm so afraid. I'm so fearful. And the Bible says, do not think upon this. And they're meditating on that. That's just going against the word. That's just absolutely choosing the Broadway. It's just so easy. On Facebook, my cousin sent me something. It says, I can't wait to go to bed early tonight to lie awake the whole night and think about things that I can't change. <laughs> that's what so many people do. Lie in bed and worry. There's a movie. There's a tape that plays over and over. I should have said this. Man, if they said that to me, I should have done this. I should have. And you're thinking, that's not... God's way that's the world's way that's this broad way because so many people are doing that and God says that is carnal I can't bless a mindset like that my child I dearly dearly love you but when you think like that like a mere human being I can't bless that I've made every possible thing that I could do to you. I have done. I've given you my word, my name, my blood, the cross. But if you choose to have those fearful thoughts sitting on the throne of your soul, I can't bless that and you're going to lose your life. That's carnality. That's enmity against me, says God. Man, people just all the time, they just hold on to their souls hold on to, this is the way I was brought, this is right, how dare you, who do you think, God cannot bless that, that's why the broad way is just so easy, and the narrow way, not many people on that, because it's not too easy to come to a place where you have to say, you know what, wow, I was thinking wrong, we can take this message to all of us, including myself, And we can walk out that door and something can happen. And we can say, okay, how how, how are we going to react to that? Because we heard the word today. Holy Spirit has spoken. Are we going to think carnally? Or are we going to give up our souls and seek and then find the narrow way which leads to life and peace? It's amazing how some people go through the most horrific events in life. And yet they still smile and they're happy, and they God is good, and they just a freak of nature. <laughs> That's what a freak of nature is. Because if other people were in your position, they'd be compl- complaining, griping, putting other people down, and you are just, man, you just, wow, your soul has really changed. You are on that narrow path. And that's what God says. We can look at our lives. We can look in the mirror today and say, how is my life? Because my life, Jesus equates with the way my soul is acting right now. And we can make it better. Or we can stay and just act out the same thing over and over. 40 years around that mountain, we can take today's message Four months from now, we can hear it again, and we can be walking around the same thing. Or we can walk out that day today and say, I'm going to give up my soul, my way of thinking, and I'm going to take his. I'm going to look, I'm going to seek, and I'm going to find the narrow way. Let's all stand up. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Father, that we have your word in our hands. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the teacher, you teach, you comfort, you counsel, you guide. And Lord, we just come now as your children, and we choose to run to you right now, no matter what's going on in our lives. We come now and we say, Abba, here I am. I'm not hiding in the garden. I'm not fearful. I'm coming to you because you are love and you are good. And if there are areas, Lord, in my life where I'm holding on to my soul, what I say is right according to mere human nature, I choose right now, Lord, to get rid of that. I choose right now to say I give it up. I choose to seek out, to look for, the narrow path, because on that narrow path is life and peace, and that is what you came to make available to me. I do not want to be in enmity with you, Father God. I'm your child. You have given me everything your word says, promises, Lord, that are for life. You have given us all things, Lord, that pertain to life and godliness. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for free will and power to choose the right way. And we use our power, our free will, our choice this very moment. And we say, My soul is yours. I give you my soul. My will, my thoughts, my emotions, they belong to you. Soul, you will not act like a mere human soul. You will act the way that Jesus acted while he was here. You will speak the truth in love. You will know that God is good. You will bless him at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Because Lord, we choose to have life and peace. You made it available. You said, come to me and I will give you rest. I want rest. We want it, Lord. And we come to you now. And Anything that is bothering us, anything that is not of you, we just say no more in Jesus name. We remove that from our souls and we put you and your peace and your ways of doing right to sit on the throne of our souls. So we thank you Lord that the narrow path is out there and we desire to walk in that. It's our heart's desire to look for, to find and to keep walking on that narrow path because that leads to life and And thank you, Lord, that when we see people choosing the broad and the easy, that we can in all gentleness and humbly come to them and say, there is a better way. You don't have to go down that path. It's giving up your soul and taking upon his. It's giving up your way of being right and doing things the way he says is right to be doing them. So we choose today to say yes to you choose today to say amen to your ways. We choose today the path which is right, which is the truth, which is the way, which is you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for this word that we can come today and make another choice of life because you came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We bless you. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. God bless you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you for another opportunity of walking in life, renewing the mind so that we can prove your perfect world. We love you. We receive everything you have for us, which is good. We bless you. and We thank you. And we receive from you what is right. In Jesus' name we pray.